the Yak Legion Podcast, and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Howdy y'all, Zach Carell here. I got my co-host tonight, Christian Highfield, and this is the Yak Legion Podcast. So we got Eric Siddiqui on tonight, man. That legend. This guy has really made a name for himself this year in the past couple years. Recently went in the Crossroads Classic in Illinois. Um, he won at St. Clair this year. I know you competed in the Hobie Bass Open, uh, the Worlds. Um, I know you've been com- uh, competing in a lot of Hobie Bass Open Series events, man. And uh, just doing real good, man. Hi. Welcome to the show. And how's it going? <laughs> no, pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, definitely, man. We're we're thrilled to have you. Um, I know you fished an event over the weekend. What'd you fish? Yeah, it was the uh, native event on Gunnersville. Oh wow, man! How'd you do? Uh, not great. It was a good time though. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I I got on the water a little late, let's say, on tournament day, and uh, yeah, I went down to have a good time. I saw all, you know, all my buddies were gonna be there and. Uh, Lambert always, you know, he shows everybody a good time at events and stuff. So I figured it'd be, be worth going and checking out. And, uh, I actually went out the day after and, uh, found a, was looking for some spots for the national championship, uh, for KBF, which is going to be there. And, uh, man, I crushed them on that day after the tournament. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you that. So I hope that, uh, that's definitely a spot I'll go check out see if that holds up. Wow. I was just down in Gunnersville. I know you were, too, for the uh, Hobie Bass Open Series event down there. And um, I got some fish on the board. Yeah. I was at Table Rock for that event, actually. Oh, you weren't down there? You were at Table Mm -hmm. Rock? Yeah. Nice, man. Uh, Me and uh, I rode down with John Graves, and me and him both competed in it. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. It's it's definitely a different experience because I'm coming from state trails like the Buckeye Trail, and I've done a Mayo tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done like the Cincinnati kayak tournaments and stuff. So I'm going to the Hobie Bass Open for the first time, and it's a whole different ball game. I mean, just yeah, ass up, uh, you feel legit, and it almost puts the pressure on you and motivates you too because. It's just so exciting. It just seems so legit. You know, even the identifiers they hand you are laminated. They, they yeah. serve dinner. Uh, they got the banners outside the building as you're walking up. You can see the Hobie Bass Open Series banners. It's it's very epic, man. And I definitely had a lot of fun. I plan to compete more next year. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty overwhelming. I remember my first tournament on uh, Kentucky Lake for the national championship. Um, well, Toledo Bend the year before was actually my first one, but uh, that Kentucky Lake one, that really, uh, that's a lot of water, trying to break something like that down for the first time, it's, it could be yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, it's, but uh, I'll tell you what, if you catch fish in Cincinnati, you can catch them anywhere. Yeah, you're from Anderson, <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah, you're a hometown boy, man. We're based out here in Cincinnati, man. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you started off fishing lakes around here then. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, my mom's from uh, Corinth, Mississippi, so uh, in the summers I'd get on there and I kind of taught myself the bass fish on Pickwick, just walking around some floating docks in the bank and stuff like that, trying out some different lures. And so and then I, yeah, fished around here. Uh, there's, it's not easy to catch fish around here, so Dang. it's nice. <laughs> I, it's one of the reasons I travel so much. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, fishing area around here if you have one? Um, man. You uh, fish Cowan uh, Lake? There's a lot of good gravel pits around. There's yeah. some good fishing there. Not a lot of people fish them, so, yeah. um, yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. Well, yeah. They're a lot of fun. Some of them you can't get get into anymore. They're no trespasses. I remember right. you know, I used to fish, and uh, now they, the law catch you, and they'll, you know, they'll kick you out of there. Yeah, they but will. If you know some good areas to go, then that's great. Yeah. I know Cowan Lake, they do pretty good up here on a few lakes, but uh, it's definitely yeah. not like uh, you see when you travel. Right, uh, yeah. So Lake St. Clair, was that your first win at the Hobie Bass Open? Um. Yeah, that was my first win. Yeah, I was uh, third at Kentucky right before that. Um, wow. How'd Josh that go? Stewart like, snuck was... up and took second from me, but me and Chris, uh, Christine were tied after day one, and... Uh, she ended up crushing it again on day two. I had a struggle all day. I had a grind to get mine. Yeah. Uh, but it was, Boy, it was she's a good time. Angler. <laughs> she is. She's tough to beat. Josh, too. Cody Milton, he's another tough one. There's yeah. a lot of guys uh, you don't like seeing on the list when you're uh, hoping to win a tournament. <laughs> now, I got, I've got one question about that. So, with Lake Gunnersville and Lake St. Clair and places like that, uh, I mean, going out there with a kayak – that's a big lake to cover with the kayak. What's your like strategy when you first go out to a lake like that and try to like find your spots? Because I mean, of course you're out there on a lake. That's, I'm, that's even, a, those are even big lakes for even bass boats to be on. Right. So like, what's your strategy for um, going to big lakes like that? Um, I, I look at maps a lot. I use a lot of uh, like the Navionics stuff and uh, any kind of topo- topography map I could find. Um, Fish Smart is one that Hummingbird does, mm-hmm. and they have some pretty detailed maps. You have to pay per lake, but that's something I use. There's a little bit of everything, and sometimes you can find stuff on some maps that won't be on others, and uh, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get lucky and stumble on something that's not on any map, and that's really the good stuff. But uh, So I'll, I'll look at a lake, and uh, depending on time of year and everything else, kind of pick out some areas I think they might be and just get out there and start graphing. All right. So you use your fish finder a lot. A lot, yeah. Especially yeah. like you, you want at St. Clair, like that's all you rely on is your fish finder out there. Yeah. Finding those schools of smallmouth. How did you figure that one out? Because I heard St. Oh. Clair is basically just a big bowl. Yeah, it is. It's it's the small things out there. Uh, you can find some hard bottom areas, some little rock piles here here and there. Um, uh you know, so I, I just, I was using my side scan a lot. I was fishing a completely different area than when I won St. Clair the year before. And uh, I was using my side scan, just kind of going up and marking rock piles. And, you know, when I saw good hard bottom with fish on it, I'd stop and fish it. And I, I caught that day one out there, I caught, I think it was three 19s, 19 and a half, something like that on a spot I didn't even have marked from practice. So. <laughs> It was just something I saw and decided to start casting to it. Wow, nice. Well, what'd you catch most of them on? 
Uh, most of them I caught on a uh, tube. Okay. I love tubes, man. I fish tubes on them. Me too. How do you rig your tubes? I throw mine on a baitcaster, 16-pound fluorocarbon. Uh, I like uh, 3.8 ounce. Um, It's a VMC tube jig. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Dominator, it's called. That's, That's one I like. And it's a real stout hook. So with that baitcaster, you know, you want something a little heavier. That's what I was yeah, going to say when you said you uh, throw it on a baitcaster. I mean, like, most of the time I'm throwing, like, three sixteenths to a quarter ounce tube jigs, and I'm just throwing right. that on, like, a medium uh, or medium heavy spinning rod. But as soon as you right. said baitcaster, you know that you're going to be sitting with something a little bit more stout. Yeah, that's right. I just like to throw my t- tubes that way, and with my uh, spinning setups, I'll throw, you know, a net rig on that, mm-hmm. or uh, I, got, I have a little heavier uh, spinning rod I like to throw a uh, a small swim bait on oh yeah yeah so it works out i don't like i'm not a big fan of trouble hooks so if i could avoid them yeah <laughs> get your heart broke on trouble hooks especially out there on st Clair. uh-huh so you live up there in michigan me yeah now no no i live in cincinnati Oh, you only time. Cincinnati. Oh yeah, yeah. The only time I've only ever fished St. Clair for the tournaments I fished there. I've never fished it outside of that. Yeah, I always heard um, that you're awesome at St. Clair. That that was like one of your top lakes. Yeah, I know. I don't really know how that happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, I'd never even fished for smallmouth that much before I started uh, kayak fishing. Uh, maybe once uh, ever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess we just kind of understand each other. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've been good uh, to me in tournaments. How did you get started? Rock last year on smallmouth too. Yeah, how did you get started? It's a mixture. So how did you get started bass fishing out of a kayak? Uh, started watching Chad Hoover yeah. on TV, and uh, I was like, man, I can do that. <laughs> All right, so uh, got the first one. It was a Bass Pro brand kayak, and uh, started fishing. And a month into it, uh, I had a day where I broke my PB three times, and I had, <laughs> like, 43 pounds with my top five. So my PB before that was 7.7, seven, and I caught an 8.4 on a uh, square bill. Two casts later, I caught an 11.4, and then later in the day in the same spot, I caught a 12.65, and I had a couple, like, six pounders to go with them for the day. So... It was about as good a day as you could ever hope to have. That was in Cincinnati, too, and one of those gravel pits. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you know, I started fishing some online tournaments and doing well in those. And I decided to look up if there was any live tournaments. And uh, I found uh, found a uh, tournament with KBF. It was uh, uh, Toledo Bend. Yeah. So I decided to throw that Ascend kayak on the roof of the uh, <laughs> old Mercedes SUV I had and, and yeah. drove all the way down there. And I know after it. having one of, I know after having an Ascend, uh, those things are a bear to have to paddle in big water. <laughs> Man, it's a brick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we end up having a hurricane come through on day two, oh and I God. got up and it was raining so hard and. Uh, I met a couple guys, or the neighbors was Jeff Sherwood and uh, Rich Offner, or a couple of the first guys I met. They were my neighbors there, and uh, I got up and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do this. And I walked over and 
peeked in their window and they're both passed out still. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out here and catch one fish before they call it and win this thing. So I was like, screw it, I'm going. <laughs> but I had to pull that ascend out five times that day, flip it over, take everything off it, flip it over and drain it, just to keep from sinking. They don't not, they don't uh-huh. drain well. They may better than there. They may be better now, but it wasn't that good back then. So uh, and I bought a Hobie PA14 was my second kayak, and uh, those oh, guys man. actually talked me into buying one. And <laughs> my next tournament was that tournament on Kentucky, and just kind of all went from there. Wow. Started man. doing well. Started, you know, started realizing I need to work on my deep fishing. You know, using my electronics and everything because I bank fish my whole life, you know. Um, so I never really had the opportunity to get good with that stuff. So I spent the first couple of years working hard trying to figure all that stuff out. And now I love me some deep fishing. Those deep fish, <laughs> <laughs> those deep fish are fun. They get less pressure. So if I could if I could find something like that, that's, that's the first thing I'm looking for. Oh, man, great. What kind of electronics you running? I'm running a, a Lawrence uh, Nine Live. Oh, nice, nice. How do you like a Hobie PA, man? Definitely a step up from the Ascend, right? Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've had the same one since 2016. It's been through. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, well, I got a 2016. That's the one I'm on. Uh, I just bought it this past February from Strictly Sailing Kayak here in Blue yep. Ash. Uh, is that where you got yours? Yes. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I bought mine from Summit Sports up in Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Rich Offner and Jeff Sherwood, when I met them, they uh, talked me into buying one, so I decided to go buy it from Sherwood, who was running Summit Sports oh, okay. at the time. Yeah, they're great kayaks, man. I love them. Yeah, they are. Uh, especially being a bigger guy. I'm a big guy. I like that extra space. Uh, I would like to eventually upgrade to the 14 just to have a little <laughs> more room yeah but i'm making the 12 work right now and i'm actually pretty comfortable and agile on that 12 <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm pretty fast man i'm big yeah, i'm a big guy out there man but i can i can get it done that's for sure man, uh, i love that thing i carry a lot of tackle with me a lot of rods a lot of gear so i like all that extra room it's like that's a miniature bass boat man like all the gear it is bass boat right yeah I've had a lot of boaters like geez you got got all the same stuff i've got on mine i've been the exact <laughs> same way oh uh, yeah <laughs> so, bro, i got a better uh fish finder than you got because <laughs> you had to spend all that money on the boat <laughs> so if someone is just learning how to read fish finders and finding deeper fish um what are some few a few tips for someone starting out because i know i just got my hummingbird helix and i'm still learning it and mainly i would just find structure and just fish structure the best I can. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say is to fish shallow or maybe a clear water lake so that you could see what it is, you know. Uh, and then when you come over it with your look at your fish finder, when you come over it and you see what it looks like on there. So then when you see that, you know, on deeper water, you'll know what you're looking at. So that's something that'll help, that can help. Um, whenever I see any kind of fish, I've always just fish for them. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell what's bass and what's other things when you first start out. Um, so just try to catch whatever you see, and then you'll know what they are, and then just kind of go from there. You'll know what your you know different fish stack up differently, and um, that's the biggest thing when you're when you're trying to find bass. You just need to know how they are gonna stack up, how they're gonna 
you know, line up, what they look like. Yeah. yeah I mean, a lot of, you know, crappie will stack up vertically. Uh, bass, a lot of times, they'll be along the bottom, kind of spread out. Um, you'll see them streaking up through some bait fish and stuff. I have some pretty good stuff on my uh, Instagram, some pictures of stuff that can help, too. How can people remember, follow you on Instagram? Um, I don't know, 1,200, something like that. Or like, how can people follow you on Instagram? Oh, it's uh, Siddiqui Fishing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Simple. <laughs> yeah, simple and easy, man. Uh, yeah. Great. So what all gear do you normally carry with you? How many rods? Are you one of those guys that have 15 rods or uh, five? Or and what kind of setups are you using? Yeah, I've got – I usually carry – 11 rods out with me somewhere on there oh, 10 wow. 12. that's yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah 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 some guys say uh you can always tell somebody uh doesn't doesn't know what the fish are biting on or whatever if they carry a lot of rods but i always carry the same amount so it's <laughs> just i mean if we could agree that bass change day to day you know not only day to day but hour to hour why wouldn't you carry everything you got with you yeah in case yeah. that bite Better to off happen. and you have to go back to the drawing board in the middle of the day i've had i've had to do it a few times so better to have more than enough than not be uh prepared or right. not have what you need right sometimes it seems like no matter how much stuff i bring there's always something that i wish i had brought with me yep <laughs> <laughs> so out of those 11 12 rods what are your top maybe three that you use the most like uh, rod i've got a clubs. seven hook seven foot uh medium uh spinning rod setup. Yeah. Uh, it's a G Loomis IMX with the uh, Shimano CI4. Uh, that's my favorite spinning reel. I've got four or five of them. And uh, you chuck with that. What's that? What do you normally chuck around with that? I like throw flukes a lot. Um, that's usually what I got. What I got time. It just depends on what lake I'm fishing and you know yeah, the, the situation, the conditions. But uh. Fluke or Senko always works, especially if things get tough. Um, or a Ned rig. You ever throw Neds? <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah, I throw that a little bit. I actually did an episode with uh, Chad Hoover at lacrosse when I uh, won a tournament. I, I didn't throw anything about the Ned rig that whole day. There a lot of fish were caught. Actually, the Dayton Rivers event up here was just one on the Ned rig, and there was a 20-inch smallmouth caught on it. Really? Yeah. yeah, we one just time did... my PB smallmouth was on a net rig. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We just did that interview with him right before coming on with you, and uh, oh, yeah. Ned rig is what he caught like ninety percent of his fish on. Yeah, there's yep. it catches big fish. It'll catch every fish. That's, <laughs> that's the thing about the net rig. <laughs> if you're trying to key in on some bigger fish, you might want to size up. Yeah. <laughs> that's true man so when you're wanting to size up typically say you're um wanting to target the bigger fish like you know we all do in these tournaments um how would you size up from a ned rig say you're catching fish on the ned rig you got your limit then you want to size up on bass now what are you normally switching to during the day during the summer type fishing it depends well if i'm on st Clair, I, I usually get bigger bites on that uh big tube that i throw so, uh, then I'll go with a swim bait. So, swim baits always catch some big fish. Oh, yeah, they and do. You can what go kind of pretty big on those. Uh, on St. Clair, I like to throw the dark sleeper, some mega bass swim bait. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, Magabass also makes some other. Uh, it's called a Spark Spark Shad, I think. Another good one. They make some really good uh, swim baits, soft and hard swim baits. Yeah. If I'm fishing grass, say on Gunnersville, I'll throw uh, the big Kitek. Oh yeah. On like a hammer uh, hook with the weight on the actual shank of the hook. And you're just fishing like the 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 grass line, the grass edges with that. Yeah, or running it straight through the grass. Gotcha. Uh, that's awesome, man. So what we'll do is we'll take a quick commercial break right here, and uh, I want to come back. I want to hear about your trip to Australia, man. That had to been something. Flying, I've never flown before, and flying overseas to Australia and competing over there. That was a yeah, a lot of flying. So we'll hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. And here is a word from our sponsors. Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio. They're known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They've been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taken the fishing world by storm. You can check them out at VenomLures.com. Our next one is Strictly Sail. It's located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Phil Freeze, Three Waters, uh, Johnny Boats, and they've been providing high-quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-1907. Or you can check them out at strictlysailinc.com. We have American Tackle, baby, the inventors of the microwave line guide system. Great company, run by a great guy, Austin Todd. Definitely, definitely check them out. Their fishing rods are far superior. And then lastly, Fishing Real Fishing Company. They help make the logo of the Yak Legion. Great company. Check them out at realfishingco.com. All right, we are back. So, uh, yeah, we was going to get into your trip to Australia, the land down under. Uh, how was that whole ordeal, man? How long did it take you to fly over there? Uh, it was uh, about five hours from uh, Cincinnati to L.A., another 12 from L.A. to Sydney, and then another couple hours from Sydney to Gold Coast. Oh, wow. Man. So what was that like, man? Uh, you've never been to that country before, have you? No, I haven't. Like, I didn't fun. even know there was bass fishing in Australia, to be honest with you. Yeah, we uh, weren't fishing for bass. We were fishing for uh, yellowfin Australian brim is what it was. Oh. But they do have some, some bass that's similar to ours. They look a little different, though. So you, you've never fished for those before, man. So you're completely going down there in the dark, not really knowing right. anything at all how to fish for these for these fish, man. How did you go about doing that or putting fish in the boat? Tried to, tried to do some studying, uh, went off with some stuff I'd heard, and, um, you know, it was it was different for sure. Uh, I figured out you can't really fish for them. It was more like catfishing, if you ask me, because you'd cast out there, and they don't want to move it much. Um, and then when when they pick it up, you you got to keep a slack line because they'll, they'll feel that tension, and 
they'll drop it. So you got to keep a slack line. As soon as you see your line going off, you just start reeling. You can't set the hook because their mouths are like bone, so they'll just pull the hook out. So you just got to start reeling uh, when they take it. So it was it was pretty different. That first day, I uh, had one fish and uh, figured out at the end of the day, and I had my three fish the next couple days. What were you using as bait? It was a uh, little crab. It's called a cranker crab. It was one thing. Um, there was another. It was like a one sixtieth ounce weight on a little hook, um, and it we used like kind of a gulp type bait on that and just cast it out and let it sit. <laughs> let that scent get in the water. Hmm. So that's definitely a new experience for you. Do you have any uh, crazy stories from that trip? Um, it was pretty fun fishing around those trawlers. Uh, they go out for prawns and they call them bugs or like kind of a lobster crab mix. And uh, they cook them in seawater on the way in and there'll be people sitting there uh, waiting for them to come in to get some fresh seafood. And uh, I, was, I was able to buy them right off the uh, trawlers when they came in. So I was I was just sitting there eating some amazing seafood while I was fishing. <laughs> it was a pretty good time. Like they'd come <laughs> up to your kayak? Yeah, I just went up to them. I was fishing around the sides and back of their boats. There was a bunch of those uh, ram around the boat, so I would just go up there and get a kilo of prawns, kilo of uh, bugs, and sit there and eat them while I was fishing. You just cast it out <laughs> and let it sit anyway, so I'll yeah. well do something while you're waiting. <laughs> that's awesome man so how many years total have you been kayaking all together uh, probably five or six five or six and you mm -hmm. jumped in the tournaments um first year yeah. yeah you do a lot of state tournaments start out no i started out doing the uh, kbf online tournaments oh yeah that's really what i started out doing and um then Moved out from there to some live stuff. When I fished that first tournament in Toledo, I qualified for the first KBF National Championship. So then uh, saved up in the off season after that. And in between Toledo and the championship, I saved up and bought that Hobie. And my first time ever on the Hobie was on Kentucky Lake. How'd you do on that Kentucky Lake? Um... I think it was like 80th or something somewhere what not pretty pretty far down there yeah <laughs> wow so the crossroads man um you ever been to fishing in illinois before you went down there no that was my first time ever fishing there so you were kind of going down there blind not really knowing the area very well yeah i was i uh i fished so i i left cincinnati uh at the beginning of the month and went down to pickwick fished that tournament uh, had four good ones that first day and couldn't get the fifth one. But uh, I had second biggest bass both days to Christine uh, <laughs> on Pickwick. So then I left there, went and fished a uh, lake in uh, Corinth, Mississippi, that I uh, really liked fishing. I, I fished four on lines because I hadn't really fished any uh, this year, and I want to qualify for that extra money at lacrosse. So I fished uh, Alabama, uh, Mississippi, stopped and fished that lake for a night, then went over to Arkansas fished with Cody Milton for a couple days. Then I went up to Table Rock. I fished that tournament. Uh, came in fourth there. And then I went up to Kansas City, fished with Mel Ash for uh, a couple days, and then went over and 
fished uh, Illinois Crossroads tournament. Wow, man! How'd you win that? <laughs> <laughs> man, I I was I had some good stuff marked, some some deeper stuff I wanted to go look at. Um, Did you do a lot I of out there? No, I got there Wednesday night, and I was planning on getting up early and uh, starting pre-fishing on Thursday, but it was it just looked too good. Bass were busting, and I was like, all right, I'm going out. So I went out, got on the water. I found this uh, little flat with hydrilla on it and started throwing a, a chatterbait, and I put up 99 inches in two hours out there. So I realized there were some big fish there. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> So then I uh, decided to go check out a different spot the next day and a uh, different area and went looking at some of the deep stuff I had marked. And on the way out there, I, uh, I found uh, a roadbed with a bridge that wasn't on any of my maps and it had a lot of fish on it. So I was like, all right. And uh, made about 10 casts. I caught a 21, a 19, an 18 and a half and 10 casts. And I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I guess I'll go try to find some shallow fish around here in case I'm having trouble getting a limit out here. <laughs> and, so, I went, so I went out there that first day, put up 95 inches out there on that roadbed, and then uh, I went up shallow the second day in the morning, didn't really get anything, went out to the roadbed, caught a 19 and a half, and I only had one fish at noon. It kind of shut off, so I... Uh, headed out to my shallow fish I had marked in a creek up there, and I caught uh, a 15 and a half, a 16 and a half, a 14 and a 14 and a quarter. Filled out my limit, headed straight back to the roadbed. And the last hour and a half, I fished there and I caught a 21 and a quarter and a 17 in that last hour and a half, and cold out those 14s and was able to wow. win it. Now, I have a lake around my house that's got one of them old road beds uh, that run underneath the water, man. Well, what, what would you throw for that? Were you using your tubes? No, I like throwing a big jig. Oh, a big jig. jig. Three-quarter ounce. Mm. How do you work it? Uh, well, sometimes I'll drag it. Um, sometimes I'll rip it off the bottom. So other times I'll stroke it. Just kind of lift it off the bottom and let it fall. I just kind of let the fish tell me what they want. Wow, man. So, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations on that, man. That's, <laughs> Thanks, man. It just seems like you're pulling monster after monster out, man. That's that's yeah. awesome. I know you fished in Jackson Orr's event. Did you have fun doing that? Yeah, that was a good time. That was actually uh, when I was on that trip, when I was down in Arkansas, when I was fishing with Cody. Um, he uh, showed me a lake, and I went out there, and we fished, and got some good fish, and then... He left and went home. I decided to just sleep at the ramp there and fish Jackson's tournament. And I, I got up and fished from 7 to noon and caught 109 inches. Holy moly. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So it, was, it was a good day. Dang, man. You're awesome. <laughs> you're awesome angler, man. That's for sure. Yeah, and uh, it sounds like you're great with that fish finder, man. You really know what you're doing with it. Right. Yeah, it's taking some work, but I'm pretty comfortable with it now. A lot of skill, too, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely be rooting for you. Thank um, you. That's sweet, man. So I guess we'll go into our next part. Um, 
we'll go into a little game we play called the uh, the fishing scenario game, right? And I'll give you three scenarios, and you kind of try your best to answer them. Number three is usually pretty silly. Um, okay. Did you come up with one for me, Christian? Because I had Christian. I, I gave him some homework. I said, come up with a fishing <laughs> scenario. Um, I can come up with the second one if you go first. So. Oh, okay. okay. I got you. So you're at Lake Gunnersville, man. And uh, you're uh, just like we did for the Hobie Bass Open just a few weeks ago, man. When it was um, uh, the end of September. It was still hot out. Um, Alabama had just seen like 106 heat index. So when we got there, it was just going down into the 90s, uh, the late 80s during the day after coming off of a big heat wave like that. And, um, of course, you know, Gunnersville, there's weedy parts, there's open parts. You got parts with uh, I was kind of cool when I was down there seeing the barges go through. And I actually mm-hmm. fished on those barges, man. So uh, what would your um, – how would you go on about fishing the Hobie Bass Open down at Gunnersville this year? I guess the better um, – I would have went looking for some colder water. Um, probably up in there's a lot of good creeks in Gunnersville. Go back in some of that skinnier water, looking for that that cooler stuff. Uh, and the, when it's hot and that water's real hot, that's those are really good areas if you get into them. What if you fish deep? Can you catch them deep in those conditions? You can do that too. Yeah, uh, bridges are another good thing. It's pretty popular in Gunnersville. Um, yeah, we were fishing yeah. some bridges. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of grass out there though. It's not like like Kentucky Lake, for example, doesn't have a lot of vegetation or anything. So um, you go out there and the fish really hold on those ledges and, and stuff out there um, when it's hot in the summer. But uh, Gunnersville, Chickamauga, those type of lakes, they just really getting those getting that grass out there on the main lake. Wow. So go punch in or throwing a frog or something like that is good. Awesome, awesome answer, man. So now it's your turn, Christian. What's yours? <laughs> All right. So uh, let's say you're uh, fishing a brand new body of water to you. Um, you know that the lake, the max depth is probably about forty to fifty feet. Oh, can you guys hear me? I just froze. Yeah, you're 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 fine. All right. So say you know that the max depth of the lake is probably forty to fifty feet. And uh, they just drain two foot out of the lake, about approximately two foot out of the lake. So, I mean, the water level's down farther than normal. You just had a week, probably like, let's just say like what we just had, a week in 90s, and now we're down to the 60s for the next few weeks. So, I mean, you're starting to work into that fall transition. Um, Grass has died off. There's really no grass at all. A lot of the structure um, on the side of the lakes has... um, is out of the water now because they drain the lake. Like what would be your uh, main focus on a day like that where water's drained, you know, the water temps going down and a lot of the, um, you there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Finish your last part, Christian. You kind of time. What did out. you got? What was the last part you guys heard? Um, what would you do? How would you fish as the water level's going down? So, so yeah, like how would you fish a lake that you know that the water levels drop because they released water out of the lake and all the um, shoreline structures out of the water now, and there's really like no grass in the water. Yeah. So really, there's um, just not a lot of structure in the lake on the edges. Okay. It would depend on 
what kind of lake it is, uh, what I what I could find on, um, you know, my maps and looking at, you know, structure, old creek channel swings, stuff like that. I might go mm-hmm. fish some of that, start deep and work my way shallow, uh, try to find out where those where those bass are holding at. There's always something, but uh, yeah, I'd go put my work in with some electronics and go see if I could find them. Um, All right. The jig, question, any kind of jig is always good. That yeah. question kind of reminded me of a Cowan this year. And we, I think you went out there with me when the the lake was down like six feet, man. And oh, you could dude, see everything. You could see all the structure. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember John Graves. Uh, you went to school with John Graves, didn't you, Eric? We uh, went to the same high school, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a little older than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went out there and he actually filmed like bank to bank all that structure and where people would put Christmas trees and we're putting limbs in the water and stuff. Yeah. Um, he had to, he filmed all that. So, but when the lake went back up six feet, like he knows all these structures and all these Christmas trees and stuff, like he knows where they're all at on the lake, man. Right. That, that yeah. question kind of reminded me like a situation like that where the lake is just low, you know, like four five, six feet where the fish aren't normally going to be up on the structure of the bank like they normally are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowan's a pretty tough lake. Uh, the only structure really on that lake is is all that wood around the banks. So when that when that water goes down, it's it's not easy to find them out there. Yeah, and water gets real muddy when that happens. And uh, I think yeah, we got skunked tough. that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. we did. That was that's, a bad. Day. That's tough fishing. <laughs> but you know, it's a good experience though, because I made a mental note of like of all these places on the points. I noticed on the points they were putting Christmas trees, and uh, that's good information to know because then you can go back. There's Christmas trees; they hold a lot of bait fish, and that attracts. They usually put them in there for crappie, <clears throat> but the bass right, like right. them too. You know what I mean? Yeah. The bass like like them too. Yeah, if you find some crappie, there's usually some big bass around. Have you ever used any crappie imitation lures real quick? Mm, if I see a lot of crappie around, I'll throw. You don't you know, see you don't see a lot of crappie lures. Jigs, you see bluegills, like you don't see crappies. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff. I don't know. I like, I just don't like, like I said, I don't like treble hooks. If I can avoid them, I will. But uh, <laughs> I've seen a few, uh, a few uh, crankbaits and stuff like that that. Uh, you know, uh, lipless and stuff like that that have kind of shad patterns, but wow, not a not a treble hook fan. <laughs> I know they're no fun when they get stuck in your fingers. Yeah, that's you what I was gonna say. It didn't help when I got one one in my pinky one day. That was <laughs> oh wow. wow. It's really hard doing that braid trick when you're by yourself too. Yeah, yeah. it just hurts a lot. That's it doesn't sad. come out. <laughs> I can see why you don't like to use them no more. Yeah. <laughs> I used to see horrific industry uh, in, uh, injuries on Facebook, and yeah, uh, yeah. they they're nasty, man. I've seen yeah. trouble hooks in people's eyes, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of nasty stuff making squirm. Yeah, so here's a peacock third. bass that put a trouble hook in right above Cody uh, Milton's eye down oh. in Florida this year. <laughs> Where was that at? Down in Miami. Down uh, pushing those canals with the with those peacocks in there. <laughs> that had been a lot of fun, dude. I heard the peacock yep. bass are awesome. Yeah, so I'm qualified for worlds next year. There's some some talk it could be uh, could be going after some peacocks. So uh, if that happens, I'll 
if they announce it in time, I'm planning on going out to Florida and getting some practice and then on those things. Wow, man. That'd be <laughs> awesome. So say the Hobie Worlds. This is my third question for the scenario deal. Say the Hobie Worlds, man. You find out next year that it's actually in Africa off the Nile River, and you're going after Nile perch. What would you bring with you? How would you go about fishing for the Nile perch? Have you seen that episode <laughs> on um, River Monsters where he fishes? Yeah, a long perch? time ago. I'd probably use a big topwater plug or something like that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those things look like largemouth bass, but just like five times the size, man. Right, yeah. Right. What so, would you take uh, on the, a plane with? similar that? to a Bear Monday. I went after one of those uh, when I was in Australia after the tournament was over and went and got one. A what? A uh, uh, Bear Monday. What is that exactly? It looks like like a Nile perch, <laughs> basically. It's mm-hmm. uh, oh. yeah, it's a big fish. <laughs> Top water plugging it, man. Yeah. What'd you catch him on? Uh, got him on a swim bait. Oh wow! Single hook, swim bait. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I went out there. Well, um, I was told I probably wouldn't catch one, uh, but I was pretty ter- determined to do it. Uh, I met a rod builder there uh, named Graham uh, Varel, and he uh, put, hooked me up with some some gear. He was like, um, "Yeah, you're you're not gonna catch one. <laughs> it's like it's it's winter. This is a summertime fish." <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Well, give me some gear. I'll go catch one." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "All right." So uh, he gave it to me, and I drove. Uh, oh man, I was up three three four hours up north um wow. to a lake uh in australia further north you get the warmer it gets so there's a lake up there uh he told me about and i went up there and uh fished it and fished for about four or five hours caught one turned around drove back that's awesome man did you yeah. eat him did you turn him back and take a picture back. yeah i got a picture of him that's up on my instagram oh that's awesome man <laughs> Yeah, definitely check out Eric Siddiqui on Instagram. Um, so do you have any sponsors or any shout-outs you want to give? Yeah, uh, Angler, um, Calcos, Lowrance, Fishing Online. Um, definitely go check out Fishing Online. They're, uh, they got some good stuff. They got some new tungsten out. That's uh, uh, probably the cheapest tungsten I've seen, and it's really good. I've been using it all year. Wow. Um, yeah, Calcos. I said that for keto. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't have done what I did on um, winning that tournament in Illinois if it wasn't for that torquito. Really? I went far. No, I went far. And we had a shotgun start. <laughs> uh, so we all started the same ramp at the bottom. I went up two, two and a half miles up there and uh, uh, and fished that, that area. So yeah, it made a big difference. That's got to be nice having a torpedo, man. Just stick out something yep. in the water and just kick back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was still pedaling as hard as I could. Pedaling as hard as I could with the torpedo going, and I still got there like 10 after, ten minutes after the, uh, the start of the tournament. And then on the way back down, I was doing the same thing and got back with six minutes to spare on that day, too. Back oh, to the <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So here's um, 
before we end this tonight, I got one question I ask all our guests, and uh, that's what's the craziest kayak fishing story you got? And it could be something tragic, something funny, uh, something that happened to a friend of yours on a trip. Man, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a tough tough one. I've only been asked this before, <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, I would say. Probably my first time out in Kentucky uh, when I was learning those ledges. When I really clicked and I, and I figured it out, um, I went out there and started smashing them and, and practice. And then uh, I ran into uh, Ryan Lambert after day one. It didn't really come together on day one for me. And I was like, he wanted to learn how to had a ledge ledge fish and i was like come on out here i got some good fish i didn't really realize what it was on but me and him went out there and we just smashed them it was 19 20 just back and forth both of us holding up five pounders at the same time and we had a great day just just crushing them so uh that's when that all that deep water stuff really clicked for me was the work i put in for that kentucky lake tournament and uh we had a great time out there in the water well, sounds like it, man. Yeah. That's definitely a good lesson uh, to learn from this podcast is, man, learn your electronics because you hear the pros, man. They they know their electronics. They learn their <laughs> fish finders. They get good fish finders, and they learn them. And uh, just starting out, you know, that's something I've really done a lot this year is trying to learn my fish finder. And uh, that was awesome advice in the beginning where you mentioned where go into shallow, clear water, and look at what the image on your fish finder is showing and look at what's underneath your kayak. Right. Because a lot of times I had a problem. I have a problem figuring out like where exactly the image is. Cause you know, you have like in cause I'm in a Hobie. So you got your transducer like right under your seat, basically. Um, and I'm looking at the, the, the screen and I can't quite figure out like where that image is behind my kayak is it right below my kayak is it behind it right so one thing that's really important um uh, in my opinion opinion for the uh lorance is having a point one so on your fish finder when you're looking at your map you have the little arrow right yeah so if you got a lot of wind or current blowing you around that arrow will flip around and show you going the opposite direction right so yeah. with the point one uh, if you have that have that on your kayak um, connected to your fish finder, and it'll always have that arrow pointing where your nose is. So when you mark a waypoint, you know exactly where it is. Like that arrow is not spinning; it's pointing toward your nose. So you see your waypoints over here. You know it's you know you need to cast that way. Um, before that, I always used um, marker buoys. So I drop a buoy down on something that I thought was good because it's yeah. hard to tell where it is. So since then, I don't even have to use them anymore. I used to use that point one, and I can I know where my waypoints are at. So that's been a big help for me also. Wow. So you go along, find your structure, just set your waypoints, and then come back and fish them? Mm-hmm. You would laugh if you saw some of my waypoints. <laughs> I mark every little thing. And I know what every little thing was, but if anybody else looked at it, they'd think I was crazy. But, uh, <laughs> I got the bathroom sign. I got stop lights, stop signs. I got fish markers in all different colors and and <laughs> humps marked and ledges and it, it starts to look pretty crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> it works for me. That's awesome, man. 
So definitely take uh, get on YouTube. Uh, how did you learn yours? Did you watch a lot of YouTube videos? Did somebody teach you, or was it like you just figured it out yourself? Yeah, just time on the water. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I when I started, I didn't know what I was doing really. So I, I was tried looking up stuff on YouTube and everything, and I never did find anything that really helped. It, it was just that time on the water and you know putting the work in. That's the only thing that really helped it all come together. Oh, gotcha. Awesome, man. So before we end this, I know you're in your trophy room there. I know the people that are watching the video version of this, um, there's a picture of you on your kayak, right? Right behind you? <laughs> yeah, right. And what are you reeling in in that picture? That's, um, that's me fishing St. Clair. That's um, a big picture, too, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, uh, last year, my mom actually had that made for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me on St. Clair. Uh, that's that's where I qualified for Worlds that I fished this year. So yeah, that's awesome, that's, man. Uh, actually, awesome. Uh, Julie Offner took that picture uh, after I was leading it day one. She they followed me around a little bit and got some good pictures. So. Oh, nice. And, uh, there that's you go. That's the trophy case Saint right Clair. there. Yeah, that's look at that St. Clair trophy, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> And I got that's Border City from last year. That's Border City from two years ago. Wow. Um, let's see. In here, a bunch of KBFs. See, so he's got sort of like, uh, what is that, like an Ottoman? Uh, that was, uh, that was uh, from, what's it called? Uh, Crossroads right there. Those are the wristbands that we had for each day. Oh, okay. Kentucky Lake from this year. You can see that. Oh, man, that's sweet looking. That yeah. is. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's a plaque with a... Well, you could probably check out these pictures uh, <laughs> on the video and then on uh, your Instagram, but these are awesome looking trophies, man. Yeah, yeah, some good stuff. I got a, got a bunch of checks up here from this year. <laughs> oh, wow, you got the... You actually got room. to take home the giant checks. Yeah, I got a bunch of those. I didn't think around. that was real. I thought you just <laughs> took a picture with it and they took it back from you. That's what they you got to take it home. Uh, yeah, last I think last year they really started just letting you keep them. So how do you deposit <laughs> a check that size in the bank? Like you can't just go through the drive-through with that. Yeah, you have to go to a big check bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's- well, we uh, we look forward to following you, man, and I appreciate you coming on the show. And, yeah, man, uh, thanks for having definitely me. An impressive fisherman, and uh, it's good to have a hometown hero, man. Good old Cincinnati boy down here. You right. rock got the KBF, the Hobie Bass Open Series, the Crossroads, man. We'll be rooting for you, buddy. I appreciate it, man. I'm trying to win for Cincinnati because I guess the Bengals aren't going to do it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Bengals or the Reds, man. We need one winning team. Let's have some winning kayakers come out of Cincinnati, man. Right. (laughs) Hey, we're behind you, buddy. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Guys, thanks for listening to the Act Legion.